Hey, this is uh, James P. White from 95.7 Cruise FM, The Locker Room. Welcome to the Jedi Jimmy Podcast. This is episode number 54, The Mandalorian, season 3, episode 7, The Spies. Wow, what a great episode. I love this one. But this episode of the podcast, not only am I going to be dealing with The Mandalorian, I'm also going to be talking about Star Wars Celebration that was last weekend. What a great thing that happened. So many big things were announced. First of all, I need to, I'm going to start with the episode. So as I said, it's called Spies. It starts on Dayu, the planet that Obi-Wan first went to to save Leia in the Obi-Wan series. That was, that was actually a really cool bit there. But we jump to Aliyah Kane. She's the, the uh, former communications officer that uh, is now supposedly part of the Republic. She's walking through the dark areas, the back alleys, and she meets up with an Imperial probe droid where she starts communicating with Moff Gideon. I called it. I knew she was a piece of crap. Um, but she gave an interesting uh, number as a code phrase. It was the uh, stormtrooper number. It was TK uh, seven or sorry two seven five five. What I found kind of interesting about that is, um, if you remember from episode number, sorry Star Wars episode four, the New Hope, Luke's. Uh, uh, Stormtrooper number was TK421. I just thought that was an interesting way of showing the time frame of between the two locations. So when she's talking to Moff Gideon, uh, she tells him everything she knows about the Mandalorian uprising and the, their alliance between the Children of the Watch and Bo-Katan's group. Now, when she's talking to Moff Gideon, when he's done, he's in this base where he's walking through this tunnel where there's a bunch of clone uh, tubes where he does the experiments. If you remember, those same tubes were on the, I believe it was The Last Jedi, when they they show all the clone attempts to bring back the Emperor. So that's, if you have, if you remember, this is about 25 years before the uh, Last Jedi. So we find out that he's working with a lot of former Imperial leadership. They're trying to bring back the Empire secretly, but they talk about Grand Admiral Thrawn a lot, and there's a lot of hints to him coming back. I know he's coming back. They're going to introduce him before the end of this series, which is the next episode. But they also introduce a guy, a Commandant Hux. And this is 25 years before Force Awakens. And if you remember, General Hux is during uh, the Force Awakens. He's part of the, uh, the First Order. And so this guy that they're talking about now is, is General Hux's father. They also talk about uh, the... Uh, Project Necromancer, that is a clone project in which they're trying to resurrect the Emperor. So they talk a lot about that in this, which I thought was kind of cool. Now, the Leadership Council, they're called the Dark Council. 
they have agreed to give Moff Gideon the resources he needs to uh, squash the Mandalorian resurgence. Now, Bo-Katan and uh, all the remaining Mandalorians now are under her leadership. They go to Navarro and were introduced to a rebuilt version of IG-11. And it's called IG-12, but it's not really a droid anymore. And now it's kind of like a vehicle. Actually, they put Grogu inside this uh, thing, and he's walking around controlling it that way. So cool. And he took control quite easy. He has, it was awesome. Now, when Bo-Katan is talking about uh, retaking Mandalore, she needs uh, volunteers from both sides. And Mando was the first one to, to volunteer. And then a bunch of others actually followed suit because they were going to Mandalore to find the Great Forge which is a very strong symbol for the Mandalore people. So when they're on Mandalore, they have the fleet uh, orbiting the planet, and when they do the landing party, they're going through, and they meet a couple new Mandalorians that we've never seen before who actually survived the Great Purge and were still on Mandalore that was actually a cool part. So there's every episode we get more and more Mandalorians. So cool. So on their journey to try to get to the Great Forge, they're on this kind of sail barge thing. And Paz Vizsla and Axe Wolves, they get into a huge argument, but neither side could interfere. There's only one person that did. It was actually Grogu in the IG-12 suit. He stood between them and took control. That was actually really cool on his part. So the survivors that needed medical help, the armorer took them to the the fleet so they can get medical help. And when they're on their way to the forge, as I predicted, the group of the man, uh, there was a group of Mandalorians that did attack. I knew this was going to happen. They were a group that not only worked with Darth Maul, but he they were enemies of the Mandalorians right from the very beginning. During the Clone Wars, they actually joined the Emperor Empire. It was awesome. But another thing that happened was just before we get to the Great Forge, who makes an appearance? which I did actually predict was the the mythosaur. It comes jumping out of the ground and that thing's going to die. And I'm pretty sure at the hand of either Bo-Katan or Mando. So when they go to the city where the Great Forge is, Moff Gideon is there with a ton of his uh, Mandalorian troopers and he has a new set of armor. It's a dark trooper suit, which is made from Baskar. But the design of his suit is very similar to that of Gar Saxon from the Clone Wars, especially with, with the helmet with the spikes on it. But Gar Saxon himself was actually killed by Sabine Wren 
in the Rebels series. That's how she took control over the Darksaber. Now, Gideon orders the attack to the Mandalorian fleet. He wants to get rid of the uh, Mandalorian uprising at all. We don't see that at this point, but he also does capture Mando and and then, uh, what's his name? Gar Saxon was trying to help the rest of the Mandos escape, and he was... uh, he ended up dying, uh, being killed, but he sacrificed himself so that the other people could es- escape. But he was actually killed by the uh, Praetorian Guard. If you know what they are, they're basically like the Emperor's Crimson Trooper, uh, the Crimson Troopers. But these were the guys from the uh, that's will be we will see in The Last Jedi. They're the ones with like the staff weapons that are very similar to that of lightsabers. And they killed him. It was quite, quite an intense scene. So throughout the entire episode, there was tons of teasers dealing with the First Order like and dealing with the resurrection of the Emperor, who died during the Return of the Jedi. But the the interesting thing, because we're getting close to the end of the series, is the Mandalorian has a very specific formula. If you remember, at the end of every season so far, someone was captured, and then they were saved in the last episode. With the fact that Mando was captured in this one, you know he's going to be saved in the next one. I guarantee that. And I'm looking forward to seeing that as well. Now, stuff that I predict, uh, predictions that I know that will will happen. Wait, before I do that, previous predictions that I've given in previous episodes that I got right. Ilya Kane was working with Moff Gideon. And also, I did say that Moff Gideon was going to show up, and here he, here he was. Grand Admiral Thrawn will make an appearance in this season. And they talked about him a lot, this one, so you know it's going to happen because he is going to be in the Ahsoka Tana series, which is supposed to take place uh, after this in the timeline. And that one's coming out in the summer. Gar Saxon and the House Visla, uh, who was in the Rebel series, I said that they were going to make an appearance, and all those Mandalorian troopers were actually wearing not only their armor, but with the the symbol of the uh, House Visla. Now, predictions that are still going to happen. One, with the fact that Zeb was in one of the earlier episodes, there will be more members of the Rebels from the Ghost will be will appear in the next episode. Ahsoka will definitely make an appearance, I guarantee this, in the last episode as well. Boba Fett, remember, they're trying to bring all the Mandos together, and Boba Fett should make an appearance to help save his friend Mando. And, again, Ahsoka. We'll see her for sure. 
Now, before I go, I said this was going to be a special episode because I was going to talk about the stuff that happened in Star Wars Celebration. First of all, they announced three new movies coming out. One is actually going to be dealing with Rey and her return and talk about it's going to deal with her trying to build her own Jedi uh, Academy. And there's also supposed to be a, a movie dealing with the Knights of the Old Republic. They had a teaser trailer dealing with the Acolyte series that's supposed to be coming out this year. And the Ahsoka Tano series, the trailer, the big trailer came out. So awesome. I'm so looking forward to seeing this. Rosario Dawson is coming back as Ahsoka. It takes place about eight years after the return of the Jedi. So around the same time as we are at right now, dealing with the Mando series. Uh, Hera, Ezra Bridger, and Sabine Wren were all introduced in the trailer, so they're all going to be there. Looking forward to seeing that. Grand Admiral Thrawn, he's a, the big villain in this one. But the cool thing is, is uh, Ahsoka actually made reference to him as heir to the Empire. That's based on a book that came out just after uh, Return of the Jedi. And it looks like it's going to be following that really closely. But we, we actually saw two... Um, Pretty sure they're not Sith, but they're Darksiders for sure. Uh, Balon and Shin. Balon is the master. Shin is the uh, the apprentice. But they're users of the of the uh, dark side. But they have great skills. But the thing is, is they wield uh, not red lightsabers, but orange. And it's kind of hard to explain. There's I'm figuring they, they were probably originally had yellow lightsabers. And because they're not full Darksiders, when they bled the blade, it didn't bleed all the way through. Uh, I'm not going to exp explain the, the bleeding of a blade. of the. Uh, it has to do with breaking the Kyber crystal with the dark side. Now, um, it also looks like they are on Lothal. Because there's uh, loathe cats, uh, we see the a couple of the temples, as well as Ezra's village from when he was a child, from the Rebel series. And we see Morgan Elsbeth. Uh, if you don't remember who she is, she was actually defeated by Ahsoka during the uh, the Mandalorian episode in season two called the Jedi because she was working with uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. And I'm so looking forward to seeing this series. But the cool thing about it is that the it's been announced. It's coming out in August on Disney+. Plus. So cool. So much happened during this episode. I loved, not only did I love all the stuff going on with the uh, Star Wars celebration, but... We're at second last episode. There's only one episode left, baby. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. I look forward to seeing you next week when I talk about the final episode of Mando. I do need to thank my sponsors. First of all, I do need to thank Cryer Media Network, which I'm part of, which you can find my podcast and many others. 
And I do need to thank my buddy Army Chris for Fire for Effect Productions. This is his setup right here, and he helped, has helped me get this podcast going. I love every second of it. I look forward to seeing you next week, and may the force be with you, always.